Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to this edition of Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Brian Fitzgerald. Ask the Experts is your local source of information on all things for your home, your health, your finances, your lifestyle, and so much more with our rotating cast of experts from various disciplines to help and inform you. As usual, if you want to catch up on past episodes of Ask the Experts, or if you want to re-listen to any part of this show again, you can go to wherever you get your podcasts and simply search for Ask the Experts. For today's show, we have on a regular guest expert. We are joined by bankruptcy attorney Amy Wilburn from the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm. Thank you for spending some time with us today, Amy. Hi there. Thank you so much. If you have any questions during the show, just pop into our live stream and you can ask the questions in the chat function. Or if you want to contact the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm, you can go to lincolngoldfinch.com or you can call someone on Amy's team of experts at 737-377-2600. On today's show, we are going to be talking about gig work and being an independent contractor and how that relates to filing for bankruptcy. In today's economy, more and more people are taking gigs at places like Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, DoorDash, just to name a few, as their main source of income because the more you work, the more you can make. Some people are even taking it as a second and a third job just as an additional source of income. While some of these companies are new, the idea of gig work is not. Take DoorDash, for example, and how popular and industry-changing a gig work model can be. According to Edison Trends, DoorDash now controls 45% of the U.S. food delivery with its 25 million users. Just a few years ago, delivery was mostly left up to the individual establishment, but now a different model is what the market has settled on. In a city like Austin, many food service workers, musicians, and more are used to the idea, but what happens if something goes wrong and your financial situation is thrown into upheaval? Today we're going to be talking about some best practices when it comes to gig work and what happens if you do have to file for bankruptcy. Amy, let's start with a simple one. What's the definition of gig work? What are some of the differences between that and your run-of-the-mill average job? Sure. Gig work is earning money on an event-by-event basis. So for a musician, you might get paid for the one concert or the one event or um, accompanying a, a soloist rather than on an ongoing basis. There's no expectation that there's continuing employment. So you may drive for Uber one time and then never again. You may deliver one meal for DoorDash and never do it again. Or you might decide to do it over and over and make it as your only income source. But you can quit at any time and no boss is going to call you and ask why you didn't show up to work that day. 
So people who do this gig work, whether it's a musician, Uber driver, Lyft driver, DoorDash, these people are self-employed. So it's really important to keep track of your income for tax purposes. And also if you're thinking about filing a bankruptcy, but also you want to be able to keep track of any expenses you might use. Using the musician example, because I'm a musician and I understand this world, you might deduct the cost of tuning your piano or taking lessons or renting a studio. For an Uber driver, you might deduct bottles of water you provide your passengers. Um, or I've even had Uber drivers and DoorDash drivers um, attach a little note, a little thank you note. So those note cards could be deductible. So there's no expectation of ongoing employment. It's a one-off or it's something that you do on your own time. You make your own decisions. Now let's talk about the unfortunate situation where someone who is an independent contractor has to file for bankruptcy. How does being a gig worker impact that? And what does bankruptcy law say about those kinds of services and apps like DoorDash and how their employees get paid? So it's not so much that bankruptcy law affects independent contractors. It's the other way around. It's how independent contractors are treated in a bankruptcy. So you always have to document your income and your expenses. You have to provide some kind of some kind of proof of it. It might be just from the app or it might be something that you write down. Sometimes a person has a regular job and does gig work on top of it to supplement their income. But it might increase your income so much that you're no longer eligible for a chapter 7 for example. So it's important to plan ahead with your bankruptcy lawyer so that you know what your financial picture looks like. I have had cases where I've had to suggest that my clients stop doing their gig work on top of their regular nine to five job so we can lower their income enough that get them into a chapter seven. So I do love these apps um, and I think the courts do too. The apps make it incredibly easy to track your income rather than the old fashioned way of keeping a notebook or a receipt book. And trustees and courts really do like to have something super official to track the income rather than something homemade. Um, it makes people less nervous about hidden money. We know that this is automatically tracking it and you're not just making things up. So we all are um, a big fan of these apps. I can see that it, it looks more official if it is kept tracked in a system that is meant to do that versus just like a handwritten ledger. Exactly. We are going to cover a lot today. And if any of this applies to you, give Amy and her team of experts a call at the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm, 737-377-2600 or go to lincolngoldfinch.com. Now, Amy, since the schedule for a gig worker or an independent contractor can be erratic, so obviously can be their pay, can inconsistent paychecks be bad for them? Does a varied pay schedule affect the filing of a bankruptcy? Yeah, it might. In a Chapter 7, it really doesn't matter as much because we're using the average amount that you've earned over the last six or seven months. But in a Chapter 13, where you have a plan payment, it can be tricky. You have to have regular monthly income to pay your Chapter 13 plan payments. If you think that you can keep up your gig work enough that you can pay your monthly expenses, your food, your rent, all that kind of stuff, and also pay your Chapter 13 plan, then there's no problem. For example, I have a client, his only income is driving for Uber and Lyft. That's all he does. And he's able to make expenses and support his family 
and make his chapter 13 plan payment. But everyone is different. Some people have think, times they can't uh, do their gig work or other impediments to making a regular monthly income. You mentioned someone that it seemed like their sole source of income was from a rideshare company. What about the second job independent contractors, the ones who have a main source of income and the delivery or rideshare job is just a supplement? How common is it for someone who is filing bankruptcy to have a second job or some gig work on the side? You know, I would I would put it in the pretty common category. Um, I think it's fair to say that most people don't really want to file bankruptcy. They don't get very excited about it. So I have seen people take extraordinary measures to avoid filing a bankruptcy. And sometimes that means that they're taking on a second or third job or doing gig work in order to make ends meet. On the flip side, I also see people who are so overwhelmed by debt and their life circumstances that they might fall into a depression and just not have the energy or the wherewithal to be able to keep go, go, going um, when you have all of these uh, pulls on your on your money, on your pocketbook. It makes it very, very hard. Of course, if you have children, you have to find childcare if you're out. Um, or if you have a spouse who's able to do that with you. But it does come up quite a bit, I would say. It's not unusual. Amy, you touched on this earlier for a bit, but I wanted to expand on it a little more. You mentioned keeping proper track of your income and as an independent contractor through a bookkeeping app or program. How does somebody report their income when they are a gig worker? Just like everybody does who is self-employed, we want to see profit and loss statements And those profit and loss statements can be supported by those apps. So as with all bankruptcies, we have to have proof of all income from all sources for the seven months before filing. So for gig workers, we want to see those payment reports off of the apps. And then on top of it, I want to see, and it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to invest in QuickBooks to do this, but we want to see some kind of monthly profit and loss. What are your gross receipts? What are you bringing in? And then do you have any expenses that you can deduct from that income? Whether it's like I said, those bottles of water, little pieces of Starburst, note cards, um, whatever your expenses are, um, or even a, a payment, a car payment. Sticking with the pay theme, what about when it comes to money owed? Do paychecks from gig work go directly to the creditors? Can you garnish someone's wages in that kind of situation? How is that aspect of things handled for people who work under that model? No, because you're not an employee. This is just, you're an independent contractor. At the end of the year, you're going to get a 1099 tax form because no taxes have been withheld by Uber, Lyft, DoorDash. So not directly. If a person is in a chapter 13, then um, that individual is going to make their monthly payment to the trustee instead of having Uber or whoever pay the trustee through a wage deduction. So no, you receive the money and then you make the payment in a chapter 13 and the trustee distributes it to your creditors. In a chapter seven, there's no payment like that. We are joined on Ask the Experts by Amy Wilburn, who is a bankruptcy attorney at the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm. Amy and her team of experts are standing by and waiting for your questions. Give them a call or send them a text, 737-377-2600, or you can go to lincolngoldfinch.com for more information. We're going to step away for a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to continue our conversation on being an independent contractor and how that might impact your financial situation if you do need bankruptcy protection.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are back on Ask the Experts. Ask the Experts is your local source of information about your home, your health, your finances, your lifestyle, and so much more with our rotating cast of experts from various fields that come on to give you expert information. If you missed any part of this episode or want to catch up on any past episodes of Ask the Experts, you can just go to wherever you get your podcasts and simply search Ask the Experts. On today's show, we have the privilege of having Amy Wilburn on from the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm. Amy is a bankruptcy attorney, and we are talking about being an independent contractor and how bankruptcy is impacted by those that do gig work. If you want to reach out to Amy and her team of experts, you can call or text them 737-377-2600, or you can go to lincolngoldfinch.com. If you have any questions that you would like Amy to answer during this show, go to our chat function on our live stream, and you can ask questions there. Amy, getting back to the subject at hand, can filing a bankruptcy force you to stop working as an independent contractor? Can debt lead you to be forced to take on a different employment model? No, um, we're not here to force anybody to do or stop anything. Um, In a Chapter 13, if you have an increase in income, for example, if you all of a sudden start doing gig work, you do have to report that to your lawyer and your lawyer may have to report it to the court. But in that case, we also try to balance it with ongoing expenses. So if you're doing more gig work for an extra $100 a month, do you have any expenses that have also increased $100 a month? Especially lately, grocery prices are going way up. So we do need to look carefully at at that. But a bankruptcy, a bankruptcy attorney's job is not to force you to do anything. Um, all we can do is give you the consequences of what you're doing. If you continue to do your gig work, then it will do X, Y, Z for or against you. What's your decision? And we can manage it that way. Our job is to minimize the impact on our clients. While we also follow the laws, of course, and we have to behave in a professionally responsible way. You mentioned it earlier about some of your clients getting a second job doing gig work when they do file for bankruptcy or in anticipation of having to file. Is that a good thing? Should someone do work on the side and file for bankruptcy? Yeah, um, I couldn't possibly begin to say whether somebody should or shouldn't. And that's one of the great things about practicing bankruptcy law is that everybody's case is different. Everybody's checking account looks different. Everybody's income and expenses looks different. So all I can do is advise somebody, okay, can you do some extra gig work to maybe make this chapter 13 plan possible? Maybe you can't afford it without doing gig work. Or on the other hand, um, can you stop doing gig work for six months um, or longer so that you can actually qualify for a chapter seven and we don't have that extra income? Sometimes it's beneficial, sometimes it's harmful, and everybody is different. 
You've gone over the process in past episodes when it comes to filing for bankruptcy. The process is the same for most cases when the person has a job or owns a business and can easily show profit and losses or income. Is it harder for someone to file who is an independent contractor? Not per se. Uh, What makes it harder and what makes my job harder is when people don't keep records. So if you have not been tracking how much you made at the last three concerts or if you just tried to get through the Christmas holidays without tracking how much money you were making for your trumpet playing um, and you didn't keep track of what your expenditures were, that can make my job and your job really, really frustrating and hard and it can drag it out. But if you're on top of it as you go, then it's not any harder than grabbing your pay stubs. You, you have that ready to go. And I've had many clients who have that ready to go. I do get nervous when people try to go back six or seven months and f- try to say, well, I think I made this and I think I spent that. That makes it very, very hard. And there's lots of room for abuse of the system in that circumstance. So it's only as hard as you want it to be. <laughs> it can be very easy if you keep track of your expenses and your um, your income. Amy, we have some questions from our inbox. If you are watching the live stream and have a question about gig work and bankruptcy and use the chat function to ask a question, or you can text at 737-377-2600 and we will see if we can help you. Amy, our question is, as a freelance worker in a gig work model, which bankruptcy chapter would be better, chapter seven or chapter 11? So um, the way I determine whether somebody should do a seven or a 13, which is the better choice for them, isn't really dependent on what kind of income they have. So if you have gig work, then a chapter 13 might be ideal for you because you need to use it to catch up on mortgage payments or some other kind of maybe a child support payment, or it might be better to do a chapter seven so you're done with it in three months. I think all things being equal, I think a chapter seven is probably slightly easier because you don't have the ongoing requirement to um, after three or four months, you don't have to report income. You um, it's what happened on the day of filing and the seven months before you don't have to look at your income every month for the next five years. Another question from our inbox, does the kind of gig work matter? What about someone who is running something like an OnlyFans account? Does that have any impact on filing for bankruptcy? Um, That's a very interesting question. And the law around that is changing all the time. Um, Yes, yes, it does. If you are, and I'm not saying that OnlyFans um, is necessarily illegal, but if something you're doing in your OnlyFans is illegal, then it could be very problematic for your bankruptcy. So um, I'm going to give you another example out of the state of Washington. Um, In Washington, uh, medical and recreational marijuana is legal. And so there are people who make their living out of the marijuana industry, and they might do gig work, they might do deliveries, they might do something like that. But In a chapter 13, you can't use that federally illegal income as income for the purposes of your chapter 13. It won't count as regular monthly income. So that would make your plan not work if you can't count that income. So it's not, there's no um, moral 
uh, shine on any of us. We're not we're not saying, well, because you're doing OnlyFans, there's something uh, wrong with that. Um, it's it's whether what you're doing is federally illegal or is it recognized, and then you can use that to fund a Chapter 13 plan. That's an interesting nuance to the process, and it's the difference between federal and state laws and regulations. And as you said, it's changing rapidly, and that's why you need experts like Amy and the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm, 737-377-2600, or go to lincolngoldfinch.com. Another question from the inbox is, as an independent contractor, if you file for bankruptcy, do you have to report your income every time you get paid? Like we were talking about earlier, the pay schedule for a gig worker is erratic, so do they have to check in every time? If you've filed a Chapter 7, no. If you've filed a Chapter 13, no, unless your income has increased or decreased by 10% or more. That's kind of a ballpark figure. So I don't need to know every single time you take a call. I don't need to know every time you go to the airport airport to pick up a, a ride um, with your Uber. But if month by month your income is increasing by 10% in a Chapter 13, I do need to know that. And actually another question from the inbox, and the question is about the means test. We've mentioned it on past shows. If someone completed that and they do gig work, could the results of the means test and the gig work impact their bankruptcy filing and which bankruptcy they can file? Yeah, absolutely. That's the situation that I was um, talking about before. This is a person who really needed to be in a Chapter 7 and not a Chapter 13 they could not fund a chapter 13, but they had been doing some gig work. And when we ran their means test, we saw that they did not qualify for a chapter seven. So we had to have a real heart to heart over a couple months with this person and say, okay, can you stick to your day job and still make ends meet? If you're not paying your credit cards, you're not paying your medical debt, because that's all going to be discharged in the bankruptcy. Can you stop doing the gig work? Um, so we can either wait seven months until the gig work money falls off of the means test calculation, or in this case, we um, did an affidavit and we showed that within the means test period, she had stopped doing that extra gig work and therefore she qualified for a chapter seven and she got her discharge. Another question that isn't exactly on topic, but can be relatable because gig workers can travel for work sometimes. The listener wants to know if they have a lot of debt in Louisiana, but they live in Texas. What, if any effect, does that have on their debt or their ability to file for bankruptcy? Yeah, it happens all the time. It doesn't really matter where the debt showed up or where it started. I can incur debt in Texas and then move to... I don't know, New Hampshire, um, live there for six months and then file, file there. You have to have lived in your new home out of the last six months more there than anywhere else. So for 90, 91 days, you have to have lived in your new home. But where the debt showed up, it doesn't matter. There are some other factors that might play in here. But no, you can file on your Louisiana debt in Texas. You can file on your Washington debt in Georgia doesn't matter. So I was waiting for you to say, well, at least they made it to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> 
737-377-2600 is the number for you to get a free consultation from Amy and her team of experts at the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm. If you have mounting debt and you need help or your financial situation is getting out of control, maybe bankruptcy is the right answer for you. Give them a call or send them a text 737-377-2600 or you can reach the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm online at lincolngoldfinch.com. If your financial situation is getting out of hand and creditors are constantly looking for money owed, give the experts at the Lincoln Goldfinch Law Firm a call, 737-377-2600, or go to lincolngoldfinch.com. Amy, we are just about out of time. Thank you, as always, for your time and your expertise. Thank you. It's been nice to talk with you again. And thank you for listening to Ask the Experts, your local source of information about your home, your health, your money, your lifestyle, and so much more. Until next time, I'm your host, Brian Fitzgerald, and this has been Ask the Experts. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.